are now listening to United 96 Podcast on the RFK Refugees Podcast Network. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here. Brian is here. Producer Brian in the background joining again on the show. Uh, we're coming to you from the podcast. No live show this week. We, we promise uh, we, will, we will get to the live shows. They will be back. In some capacity or form, uh, but we will definitely have them for you. Brian, how are you doing, my friend? How how was your weekend? Hope it was hope it was wonderful. Sands the soccer, mm, not so great. Uh, me and the whole family were getting over COVID, um, mm. so so soccer uh, hopefully was going to be a little bit of a reprieve and a happy time for me. Um, <laughs> sadly, not a lot of uh, happiness on the field. Uh, over the last week but uh hanging in there and uh look into what the summer might bring in all aspects well we got a quite we got a question from christian are you an are you an arsenal fan i uh, feel yes, like I, I am oh my goodness so you can answer you can answer the question from christian we'll get to that later in the show okay. um but yeah the soccer for you was especially bad the soccer for me was um i, I mean i guess liverpool won they have the champions league final i'm a i am a liverpool fan so i got like one good thing going to me. I had a brief moment when I thought maybe they could win the league and stand and, and beat Man City. Uh, that was squashed pretty quickly. Um, I uh, also have uh, moved again uh, to Lynchburg, Virginia. So if you're in the Lynchburg area, uh, you know, hit me up. Hey, if you're listening to the show in front and in the Lynchburg area, let me know. Uh, let's go hang out. I need I need some people to watch DC. I might be moving here next summer, so I need I need some soccer friends. There is a local uh, USPSL team, Lynchburg FC. They play Friday. I might go check them out. But um, I'm here. Uh, my uh, the internet is uh, uh, spotty, so you might just have a picture of me for the summer on live shows. We'll we'll <laughs> see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into this. Let, let's 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 dissect uh, this this awful week. If I got to be honest, uh, Brian, um, as a DC United fan, uh, this week uh, pretty much broke me. Um, and I think, it, if I'm being honest, this is the, I think this is also the week where I'm like, this was a, a huge uh, prove it moment for, for Chad Ashton. Uh, you, you punt, you make a managerial choice, a managerial choice to say, we're, we are going to punt. The Open Cup. We, we don't have the depth. We don't have... We, I, I don't care about this tournament. My owners don't care. The front office doesn't care. It's marked as be competitive on football manager. You know, I'm just I'm just going to punt that tournament and we're going to and we're going to focus on the league. And he had an opportunity here. If this team comes out, you know, picks up uh, we won't. We've already talked about the Miami game, picks up, a, picks up a result against Miami, even a draw. And he picks up, you know, let's say four, even three points. Out of these games, I think that would have been okay because uh, New York's obviously a very tough team. Um, yeah. Then he also, I, I would, I would argue that there that we punted uh, on the New York game, but we can talk about that in a little bit more mm-hmm. detail too. Well, I, I think there was. So uh, I'll get into a little bit. I think he made based on what he had available, based on who he had out there. I think he made some pretty smart choices in in the New York. I'll I'll get into a little bit Uh, managerial style, like the way he has this team set up. I think he makes, he has made a lot of decent calls, but the overall call about what you're going to focus on, what you're going to do for this team, I think has been sort of a, been sort of an overall, an overall failure. 
in my mind, because you had two home games. You got, first of all, you got to win your home games. Now you've dropped another home game. You dropped your third home game. You got to find a way to make up those points. And you've also dropped points, uh, against, against Toronto as well when you were in a winning position. Um, and it just really feels like, it, it feels like, we talked a lot about sort of individual mistakes. We've talked a lot about the setup being good, but the individual st- mistakes just, you know, killing this team. And it just really feels like that's just not getting any better. And, and that that that's what's breaking me. <laughs> you, you know, it's it's funny you you mention that, and 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 I'll go ahead and and let's let's start talking about the New York game because mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that has changed for me is I've started to see positivity on the individual side. Um, and I feel like now the breakdowns are a little bit more systemic, um, especially mm-hmm. when we get to the Toronto game. But, you know, w- with New York, um, you know, that that was a game that when I saw the lineup, I thought, okay, this is, you're going up against probably the best team in the league right now um and you you just came off a a road game in miami you've got a must win game on the weekend against toronto you got to have some squad rotation um definitely left a lot of power um at least as much power as this team has on the bench and i think what I was surprised by on the field was um, how well it seemed to work, at least in the buildup, for the first few minutes. Um, there were some good chances. There was some positivity there. Um, but we still lack finish. We still lack the ability to really exploit um the the go forward threat with a put it in the back of the net um and we continue to um get exposed going the other way and you know i think there are a lot of gaps in the team um but the i have seen some performances that make me maybe think different things about players than i would have uh, a month or so ago um, but don't make me feel any better about the trajectory that the team's on. Um, so one of those players that I think in the first 10 or 15 minutes and, and maybe even the first half of, uh, of, of that New York City game um, that I felt is playing differently um, and, you know, seeing some positives from is Edison Flores. Um, not putting it all together the same way he does for the national team, but certainly seems to be stringing together more consistent performances. You know, no longer am I saying, well, you know, where's Flores? What's he doing? Oh my God. You know, how could he, you know, not have been there not have done that. I'm starting to see some of, of what we paid for, um, but we we just aren't putting together a finished product. Yeah, I mean, I will say, I, I think from an offensive side, the team is starting to to put it together a little bit. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to bring up about the lineup, I, I think it was obviously the, he, he rotated the lineup. You know, the idea was 
I think if you if you had told him that you play this lineup and you'll get a point, he would he would take it every time um, over maybe a lineup where you go and get a win. Um, but he, I think he chose to play this lineup. And to to his credit, um, he did stymie one of the best attacks in the league um, in uh, in in New York City FC. Um, I'm using foot mob. Uh, their their expected goals is one point seven one, but you have to factor in to the fact that it's a penalty a penalty kick goal gives you a much much higher um, expected goals. Uh, their expected goals from open play was only point four five seven. Uh, on set plays, it was point four five, uh, and obviously then you have the penalty kind of factoring in there as well. So overall, I mean, for the best attack in the league, they did a pretty effective job at. You know, really not giving uh, Castellanos many chances at giving, um, you know, particularly Castellanos uh, many chances. It's just the team lost on what they've been losing on all season, which is set plays. Uh, yep. Set play led to the first goal and a set play led to the penalty kick. Uh, a very unfortunate handling call on, uh, I believe it was, was it Heinz Eich or Birnbaum? I can't remember. It was one of the two. Uh, I believe I believe it's Heinz Eich. But it was Heinzeich. Okay. Yeah, it was Heinzeich. Uh, an unfortunate, like, unfortunate ha- handling call. Uh, it is handling. I think you can't really argue that. His arm is away from his body. It goes across his body. Uh, you can't really, really argue that. But um, it's an unfortunate play. And I think that was that was an absolute killer. I think if they go into this game halftime, one nothing. Um, I think maybe they could have, you know, you bring on, you know, um, Taxi Funtas, you bring on uh, Nigel, you know, Julian Gressel, um, you bring on some of those players, maybe you see a shift, um, you see a shift in, in the game, and, and then maybe they eke out a, a goal. They certainly had at least a few opportunities. It wasn't many, uh, but they had a couple opportunities. Uh, Funtas had at least one shot that uh, that went off in the box. Uh, I think there there were some chances there for this team. Um, to maybe try to say to eke out at least a point, and I think you would have taken that any day of the week. Uh, but unfortunately, it it ends to nothing, and it's it's an unfortunate result, um, and it really kind of uh, uh, it really kind of buried this team. And I think it really was just like, all right, let's just let's just get to let's get to uh, to the game against um, the game against Toronto where we can where we can get a win. Uh, that's really all. I guess we I, we should probably talk about. Um, obviously, uh, we'll get to goalkeepers in a minute. Um, we'll get to goalkeepers <laughs> in a second uh, with 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 the other goalkeeper in the other game. But first, we got to talk about Rafael Romo. Uh, made a start, I think, on the on the first goal. Um, again, you know, DC's beat off a set piece. He doesn't do uh, a great job at sort of preventing. Uh, that ball from not going in the back of the net. No, uh, I thought he was a little bit better as the game went on. He made at least one key save. I remember in this game, um, and so I'm not I'm not ready to bury uh, Rafael Romo just yet as a guy who maybe can take that starting position, uh, especially because the current you know what we what we consider the starter Bill Hamid has also not been that good. Um, and uh, one other player. Go ahead. Sorry, yeah, you probably have something you want to say on that. So, no, no, no. I, I, I think you're right. You know, one start hard to judge by. Um, you know, certainly um, took a while to find his feet. Uh, I think he is lucky um, to 
just get a yellow on the the challenge at 19 minutes um you know i think had the ball uh been heading in in any direction toward the goal um that may have been a a different result there um but but he did make some good saves you know you can you can see some promise there um but you know i, I don't know that he's He's not going to be challenging an inform Bill Hamid um, for playing time. And that's what this team needs. And with Bill Hamid, admittedly, you know, not in form, um, it, you know, it's, it's sort of, okay, I think maybe par for the course and what you expect for a backup keeper. Um, it is far preferred in my book, uh, Romo is, uh, to John Kempen, and and I guess that's the the best thing I can say about that situation. Yeah, I, I think this is a this is a we're getting him with the, we're taking a flyer a similar flyer on this guy. We think he's certainly better than you know our old number three in John Kempen. He's certainly worth having an international slot, um, taking an international slot. Um, but I think at this point they're looking at him. They're going to give him. He's going to get probably some more opportunities. Um, especially if Hamid continues to to struggle, and we'll get into that in a minute um, when talking about the uh, the Toronto game. Um, but uh, I, th- I think you know maybe give him some spot starts. He comes in, he at least gives you where he's not going to severely cost you a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think I don't think you can a hundred percent blame Bill in you know in in certain moments of the season where he's a hundred percent lost uh, the team this game. You can certainly look at some performances from John Kempen and say, uh, yeah, he probably different keeper and goal. I think that's a different um, a different result. Um, but I think to your point, going back to some of the more positive things, I mean, I think the offense is coming together. Uh, we're seeing sort of that part come together, and that is very encouraging. The real problem right now is who's going to step up and sort of be that leader on the defensive side of the ball? Is it is it Rafael Romo? Is he going to be the organizer? Is it Birnbaum? Uh, he should be. He's the captain. Is it Heinz Eich? He's another candidate. Uh, and obviously, of course, too, you have Donovan Pines. Uh, one, one player I do want to mention um, that I was actually at least momentarily intrigued by, and that was uh, Sammy Giroudi. Um, the, who basically came in, I believe for Brendan Hines, uh, actually, I think maybe he came in, I think maybe he came in for Brad Smith, um, out on the left side Yes, is what I believe happened. Um, so he was actually, uh, rather, uh, interesting. I actually came away from this game thinking, um, honestly, like as a depth piece, um, right now after that performance, I take him over, over Samake. Um, I thought Samake hasn't done enough. He he had some pretty nice plays. He got actually got a six point nine, um, from um, from Footmom. He was the highest rated, uh, substitute off the bench, <laughs> even higher than Taxi Funtas. So he was a player that kind of like I I kind of had a hmm type of moment in, in that game. Yeah, you know, I think I think what I saw, um, I think the biggest tell was somebody like that in that position is I didn't really notice him one way or the other. Mm. Like, um, you know, there were some fine moments going forward and no real gaps on the back end, which I think for uh, this team is what you look for, is that sort of um, stability. And I think that's what we need. Mm. And, you know, 
I think my major takeaway to, to kind of flip in and talk about somebody who um, is has submitted themselves in this team, but I think needs some stability is uh, Jafal. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think you continue to see the promise that he has going forward and why they're interested in him, why they took an international spot for him. Um, but when he gets the ball at his feet with people around him in our half, um, I, I clench up a bit. Um, and, you know, I, I see, uh, I still see a lot of room for improvement in that area of his game. And I think, um, what you said about, uh, is it Gidiri? I, I'll be the one to butcher names today. I- um, I thought it was Giroud. I'm pretty sure they said on the broadcast it was Giroud or Giroudi or something to that okay. effect. I'm pretty sure it was. That's um, how it was pronounced. I didn't see any moments of, ugh, well, now I know why he plays for Loudon um, mm-hmm. <laughs> in in his performance. So I think that was promising. Yeah. And, and to your point about, um, about, uh, about, uh, about Jafal. What's been interesting to me is that he has some he had some legitimate competition coming in in Chris Durkin and Chris Durkin has really just not he's not been I think what I think I think DC was hoping he'd come in and be that sort of Russell Canals destroyer with you know an ability maybe to play to play the ball out wide um, but he really hasn't he really hasn't been that and it's been I'm a little a little sad to see because, you know, I think we all came in and we all thought, you know, he's going to sure up that center midfield and, you know, him and Russell Canals are going to do a great job. But it almost just feels like this sort of pressing style is not a fit for him. I, I really don't know what it is because um, I, I watched some uh, some games uh, with uh, his old team, uh, St. Truden, and they played a pretty much a pressing style of game i mean it was not a we want the ball it was very much a you know we're gonna sit back um i do wonder i do wonder he's always the player i've always kind of wondered you know if he's if he's able to you know if he's able to uh get into the uh get into the defense maybe in that long passing ability and that defensive ability maybe there's something there for him uh right now obviously with the the way the team's built uh he's in center midfield um, but really, yeah, I mean, Chris Durkin, I think he, he played in this game and we haven't really talked about it because there's not much really else to, oh, he was not in this game. Sorry. He was in the, he was in the Toronto game, but mm-hmm. again, just not a whole lot, um, not a whole lot from him, uh, in the game against Toronto either. I, I don't, I was not, did not come away impressed with his performance, um, in this game, in, in, no. in either game, in, in the game. So, and, and maybe that's a good segue, Ted, any, any, anything else you want to say about, uh, the New York city game? No, I think I think we've covered it. Um, I, I think we've covered everything about it, and I think we can we can move on to talking about at least some positivity in the attack, at least some goals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, um, flash forward to the weekend, rescheduled game because it was a middle of July day in <laughs> the middle of May, um, and contrary to what happened in in the the midweek game. Uh, DC really did hit the ground running against Toronto, which I think you expect at home against one of the, you know, frankly, poorest performing teams in the league. Um, they, they got off to a good start. And, and really, I think um, 
showed um, some promise, you know, had had probably more chances in the first 10 or 15 minutes than I can remember in any spell um, this season. Um, it, you know, you and I both like stats, Ted. Um, this game actually netted them their highest XG so far of the season. <laughs> uh, you want to take a guess at what that was? I got um, I got three point oh four here on Footmob, um, okay. but I don't know if you have, if you have the MLS soccer yeah, number. Yeah, yeah, the- no, mine's two point seven, but but either way, a full a full uh, a full one XG above, um, you know where they've been for most of the season. Um, and I think it was really good. You know, we talked in in the first game about some promise from Madison Flores um, for him to get a goal under his belt. I don't know that it mm-hmm. translated and went on for the rest of the game, um, but I think uh, somebody like him, he has always shown uh, to be very much a momentum player. And while mm-hmm. the end result wasn't what we wanted, you know, I think maybe that's an individual who can, you know, look at the last couple of games and his personal performance and see something to build on. And I think him opening the match um, with a goal may be a really good thing for this team going forward. If I'm looking for something positive to pull from these performances. Yeah. And I mean, I think there are plenty of other positives you can glean from this game. Um, again, uh, Taxi Funtas continues to be uh, a menace. He has a uh, he actually plays the first ball to Estrada that mm-hmm. links up in the in the goal for Edison Flores. Um, he also does an excellent, at least enough of a job holding off the the defender, settling the ball, and just making a nice little death touch over to Michael Estrada. Michael Estrada also, um, you know, picking up an assist, picking up a goal. Uh, he's a player who uh, I believe now uh, is very close to leading the team in goals. Uh, and a lot of people have been critical of him, including a certain um, host who's, who is not here, um, have been very critical of him. But he's starting also, I think, to put together some performances where it is becoming um, it is becoming very difficult to make the case right now for, uh, for um, Kamara to start over him. And especially when... Especially when you also look, uh, when you also look at the fact that uh, you know, again, we can line up, but Kamara is still out there, and Kamara did not do anything really that makes you look and say, "Oh yeah, he he should be the starting you know the starting striker." Um, I think he does maybe a little bit more to create his own chances and and sort of be a more fox in the box, and that's something Estrada is is kind of just more your classic sort of center forward. Um, but I mean, I think it was interesting that he, you know, picks up a team of the week, uh, and he's, that's all good things as far as positivity for him moving forward. I think he gets against New York, uh, the Red Bulls coming up. I think you have to give him the start. Yeah, I agree. You know, one of the things that, that I think I've noticed and, and that, that first goal, um, from Flores is an example of, um, I think Estrada has better chemistry with the rest of the attack. Um, you kind of mentioned Kamara does a little bit more sometimes to create his own chances. Mm-hmm. Nobody on this team is burying all of the chances that they get. Um, but what I do see from Estrada is being 
maybe a little bit more of that link up play um both in with Estrada and even in in this game against Toronto with Roberta um you know I think they're both players who feel a little bit more natural in that let me drop back and help the attack maybe find a link up with somebody like a Flores or a taxi um, who is also a goal threat, even if they're not an out and out striker. I think Estrada has more of that connection with the team. And I think that's where you'll continue to see him start. So, you know, he might not net you, uh, you know, more direct goals than Kamara, but I think his link up and, and, and inclusivity with the rest of the team um, is something that can't be overlooked in a team that really struggles sometimes to create chances. Yeah, yeah, I would, uh, I would certainly, I would certainly agree with that. So I'm, I'm curious to see how, um, how Estrada moves forward. I'm curious to see who starts. I think this is going to be. I think this was a. This was obviously a. A lot of games packed in a week. Uh, so I'm curious if. I mean, this seemed to be also. Uh, maybe particularly against New York, uh, and especially we, we saw a lot of different players come out on the field, um, including uh, including Truce Gundridge, who appeared in both games. Um, but it was very clear that this was a uh, and Kamari Smith as well. This was a very much a. I think he's trying to figure out kind of who are his guys, sort of heading into um, heading into the heading into the rest of the season. And I think he did use this. And I think Estrada right now is is kind of leading um, leading that pack. Uh, one more comment about this game. I, I know we give. I, I thought I thought the the first few minutes were really good. Um, I thought the game kind of settled. Um, obviously, let's get into the uh, the defensive mistakes because again, this team gets punished. Uh, Tony Alfaro <laughs> uh, is Hayden Sergis. Hayden Sargis is is he okay? Uh, can can we get him in the lineup, please? I mean, at the very least, let's see what we have with him because I think. I think I've seen enough of, of yeah. Mr. Tony Afaro. Um, I think at this point, uh, he his uh, he sort of dribbles the ball into nowhere. I think um, Dave Johnson was confused because I believe he said Edison Flores. So I thought Edison Flores gave away the ball. I watched the replay and actually took me a couple of times to realize, no, 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 that was uh, Tony Alfaro. You know, it making, was Mr. Making... Alfaro for sure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, also to the effect. So, yes, he does dispossess the ball. There's no one back there. Basically, it's Birnbaum having to, to make a decision on whether he marks the man, gives it the shot, or tries to close down the space. He chooses to close down the space. Uh, the ball makes its makes its way to um, Akinola, who is a DC United killer as of late. Mm-hmm. And Akinola finishes the ball. Uh, 1-1, the game is tied. Uh, very much, uh, I believe that was pretty close to half, too. So, you know, an instance in which things are appear to be just going right for DC. You talked about how hot they came out to start the game. Um, but, I mean, just an absolute kind of, uh, again, a goal right before halftime. This one, at least from the run of play, so you can't blame, uh, you can't blame set pieces, at least on this one. No. Um, but, uh, but clearly, uh, clearly a, a bad result. I mean, obviously, Tony Alfaro deserves a lot of blame. I mean, is there anyone else maybe on that play that you kind of say uh, maybe they should have done maybe they should have done better, or is it just just continual uh, defensive, you know, single minded mistakes? I, I don't I don't really buy from your perspective that this is systemic. This is all very clearly individual mistakes so, in my mind. So, so the the problem 
here here's where I'll go back and say I do see mm-hmm. it's systemic. And maybe it's systemic by the fact that um, we don't have our first choice starting defense. Um, missing Andy Nahar big time right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I think it was the the first goal in the New York City game came from Donovan Pines, uh, I believe, playing in that same location as uh, Alfaro, that that left fullback, um, going forward, um, giving away the ball, and, uh, and, and, and maybe it wasn't a goal, but I saw him get caught out there. So, you know, I, the, the team has this shape to it, and this is where I get into the systemic piece of it, where um, our wingbacks are going forward and we're relying on somebody in that Andy Nahar role to progress the ball up through midfield. We talked about uh, Jafal not really fitting that mold and being a little bit more on, on the attacking minded, at, le- at least I think. Um, so... Alfaro got caught in in the Toronto game, like you mentioned, horrible giveaway. Um, Pines, I think, got caught a couple times in the game um, against um, New York City to the point where they actually uh, moved Steve out to the left and and put Pines in in the, in that central um, role. So where I see the the systemic problem is. We don't have a good central defense setup between um, the Russell Canals plus whoever's there and the back line of uh, Heinzeich and Burnbaum and either Alfaro or Pines. It's just not working as a system. And I don't think that you sub anybody in right there the way that we're playing and and I don't know that it fixes it. So I agree that those instances of goals are individual mistakes, but I think it is representative of an area where um, if we're going to keep playing with the squad we have right now, um, which we have to, at least for the next month or so um, we've got to look at a different way of defending. Yeah, and, and I'm not sure what you because this team was designed to sort of play, you know, a high pressing style. I will say I've kind of gone back and looked at the goal. I mean, the the one one finger I I do want to point at least on the first goal is Brad Smith needs to rec. In my opinion, looking at that goal, Brad Smith needs to recognize the situation a lot sooner than he does. I think he when he sees Alfaro in trouble. You know, he needs to cut back. Also, the whole team, I think, needs to maybe look to give him an outlet. There's a lot of just and it was a hot day in D.C. I know it was hot in Richmond, um, but there was a lot of sort of kind of standing around, just kind of like nobody, you know, willing to, you know, give him an option, give him hope. Maybe they were just wondering, like, what the heck are you doing, Alfaro? Um, But I think that's also when you talk maybe about systemic, you know, it's an individual mistake. That from where Afaro is, he dribbles himself into trouble. He doesn't, you know, just clear the ball out. Um, and it's also a, uh, 
a individual, you know, a, a sort of team system, maybe a little bit of a team system issue of being able to check back when they lose the ball. Um, I'll say if 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 Andy Nahar is out there on the left uh, in Brad Smith's position where he has played, and I think honestly where he's been most effective this year, not from center back. I think teams have kind of figured out how to how to punish the center back um, the center back situation. Um, but when he's out there, I guarantee you he would have gone to cover that spot and at least made a little bit more of an effort. We're not seeing the same sort of commitment uh, defensively from Brad Smith that we see from Andy Nahar. So correct, one hundred percent. Yep, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's well, let's talk about the the second goal for DC, um, which again is you know a a a brilliant ball over the top. I believe that ball comes from Julian Gressel, and a lot of people uh, a lot of people ragging on Julian Gressel. I don't want to say he's been he hasn't been fantastic. I think he's been he was certainly a great player for this team. In in uh, in 2021, I think he's a large reason why this team has been good. Uh, I think he's done for me. He's done enough, and he's been. It was a sort of small start to the season, but you're seeing those sort of offensive contributions. Uh, a lot of passes, particularly on taxi goals, uh, start from him. Uh, him, you know, playing sort of that blistering long ball, uh, you know, from the wing position, and he does it on this goal as well. Uh, a really nice ball over the top that taxi just kind of. Um, traps and then finishes and then lays it off for Estrada for the finish. So yeah, um, didn't want to bring that up because I've seen, I've seen a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Julian hate and uh, I, I think he's been fine. Yeah. Personally. I think, I think Julian in the role that he plays, plays it well. Um, but you know, um, Kamara hasn't been that Fox in the box for us, um, you know, that we'd hope for. And we played with Estrada a lot so where I think you see Gressel, um, he, he's not the person that's going to finish on his own. Um, he needs good link up. And I think you're seeing that with, with Taxi especially and the synergy that they have. Because that was a beautiful pass that was made beautiful by the fact that... Um, Taxi had a beautiful trap on the chest and just slotted it, you know, right there um, for Estrada um, just to tap in the back of the net. So, you know, without both of them executing 100% on that play, that goal doesn't happen. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. And one more bad thing. We promised we would talk about it. Mr. Bill Hamid uh, not having a uh a great moment uh mm. the second goal comes from a near post shot um that you know in all honesty i think bill should do better with that if you can't you either need to save that or you need to push that out to the right for a corner kick uh yes. that ball basically pops right into the center of the field uh to right open jonathan osorio um who apparently who should have uh, potentially been sent off uh, on his yellow card, on his yellow card call. A lot of fans seemingly upset about that. Um, honestly, you can't, in my mind, at the very least, blame, uh, blame the the, blame that on necessarily the the player you want not getting the, the red card. Um, right. You got to finish off that game. And again, this team fails 
really for the second time this year turns at least at least this at this point they didn't lose this game but they turned really turned uh three three points they should have had into one um and it's just it's just not a it, it's not a good look um and, and it really was depressing um three points would have been nice for this team it would have seen them um, you know, stay in that playoff hunt. It would have seen them, you know, maybe climb a little bit in the standings after after last Wednesday. Would have kind of instilled some 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 um, some happiness. Uh, it just wasn't good. <laughs> wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It was. This was a as close as DC's had recently to a must win or a need to win game. Um, you know, a game that they absolutely should expect to win, even um, with the state that they're in. Um, and it's not going to get easier from here, you know. Um, later this week, uh, Saturday, we've got uh, away at Red Bulls um, mm-hmm. before, the, before the international break. Um, so, you know that's not going to be an easy game um and so yeah i think i think the team has a lot of work to do um over the international break towards the end of june um to really strengthen to to have any chance at at any sort of run in in sort of the second half of the season really just really just get guys healthy i think is the is the name of the game at this point um so i'm hopeful you know obviously any nahar Early June, I think, is when he's supposed to be back. Hopefully, he makes a return. Uh, they do have an away game against Chicago. Always a always a tough game. I would like to to maybe dole out. That's a game maybe I'm circling as one where where the team maybe can pick up uh, some road some road points. Maybe they come back from that week uh, fresh. Chicago yeah. are struggling to say the least. Uh, they are probably one of the most underperforming teams based on salary. Shakiri has not really adapted well to this league. Then you got a home game against Nashville, an incredibly uh, good team. In Nashville, so you're right. It does not get it does not get easy for this team um, heading into the break. Uh, I, I think, especially August, is going to be an incredibly tough season, incredibly tough road uh, yep. uh, stretch of matches. So, I mean, you're you're missing opportunities to get points, and uh, the playoffs. You know, I, I think you know. Obviously, they're still alive. They can still absolutely make the playoffs, but um, it's it's not going to be. Uh, an easy road for this team and and they need to start picking up points um you know if you go out and now now it's not even just picking up the games you're supposed to win um last season they were very good at that through a stretch they were winning the games they were supposed to um Mm -hmm. being the teams down below this season they have not done that um a lot of their losses have come in particular to teams that they should be that they should be doing better against uh you talk about you know toronto Toronto's, you know, near the bottom of the Eastern Conference. They lost the game on a road and they only picked up a point at home. Um, they have one sort of good quality sort of win and, and I guess against New England. Uh, but the rest of it has been, you know, not really, not really that much. I guess Cincy looks good in hindsight, even though they didn't really play that well. Um, so, I mean, it's going to be a critical stretch for this team coming up. Um, yep. I- I'm. I'm, I've been beat, and I, but I'm, I'm desperate now for some sort of signs of life. And thank goodness this team brought taxi, brought taxi in early. That's all I have to say about that. Because goodness gracious, I'd be a lot more negative, um, a lot more negative if that yeah. was the case. T- t- that talk, wasn't the case. You know, and and you know, I th- I think that that's probably a, a good place to wrap up our conversation today. Is really how well taxi has fit into this league the energy that he has brought to this team, 
Um, every once in a while, if I squint, you know, I get flashes of uh, Lucho at his best. Um, and, you know, I think that um, the, the team needs to find ways to help taxi because it will not be long before teams figure out a way to do something about taxi Mm -hmm. and you know these next couple of games we've got uh, i think two more um in uh in in june before the window opens um you know the the team uh back from injuries is good and i'm sure we'll talk about this um in the coming weeks but the team has gotta gotta get taxi some help if if they want a chance of uh getting in the playoffs this year yeah, I, I think I think they do have to do that. I'm not sure which side of the ball I want them to do it before I'm like all on the offensive side. And they probably will do. They probably will do an offensive signing, I think, at this point. Um, I, I think this is very clearly – I think they're looking at who can we sign now. I think they've I, – I think they're starting to – they're going to, there's going to be some phase out. Um, and we mm-hmm. talk about Bill Hamid, uh, a pretty uh, cryptic tweet from him uh, coming out of Instagram. Um, he, he used to be – he, he has uh, matured in his age, but uh, early on in, in the Twitter years, trust me, there was some uh, there was some interesting stuff from from Mr. Bill Hamid, um, some very cryptic stuff he was posting on his Twitter account, uh, but very much seemingly indicating that he's not 100 percent certain he's going to be back. And I think after the after the few performances we've seen um, in my mind, he's regressed. And again, this does not. And there are a lot of people out there that are like, you know, he, you know, he's DC tried and true. We should figure out a way to keep him. And in my mind, I'm like, I love Bill. Bill has been an absolute legend for this team. He is a guy who has, you know, been in the supporters section. He's been in the Barra. He really is sort of the a true connection for DC. Uh, but sometimes you got to make. You got to make tough choices. Uh, this is a zero sum game. This is a a zero sum um, a, a zero sum game. You know, either you're performing or you're not. And if you've shown serious regressions, if he wants to come here and take a a lower salary and free up the position, and you know maybe this team goes out and gets a guy who can sort of be a starting goalkeeper, um, or if he want, you know maybe he says, look, I'll take a lower salary. Go get me some defensive help with that. Because uh, that's what you—that's what you do with defensive players. Uh, there's a reason um, Walker Zimmerman becoming a designated player is such a big deal because defensive players generally aren't designated players. So if you want to talk about like a side of the field that you need to outperform what you spend, it is absolutely on the defensive side of the ball, and DC is definitely not doing that. Um, and there's 100%. a lot of guys in there on on a lot of like high contracts. Uh, I'm not sure what Brendan Hines' eye contract is, but it can't be—it can't be cheap. Uh, obviously, we know the the pay increase that Ain't a Hard got. I think that's certainly justified. Uh, he's probably the one player I think that still has performed exceptionally well. Um, but you look at some of the other positions. You know, just Steve Birnbaum. I'm not sure what year he is on his contract. I I, I think he might be coming up here at least soon. So I think I think you're going to see some uh, potentially maybe some moves on the defensive side of the ball if there's cap space. Uh, I don't think you're going to see this team go out and make a defensive designated player signing, but you never know. Uh, maybe they look at the attack and say, you know, it's really starting to come together. I think we're good. 
Uh, let's let's look at the defensive side of the ball. Let's sure that up. But um, I, I think this team playoffs is obviously the goal. But I think this team is also trying to figure out a way they can, you know, sort of transition into uh, in, in into next season as well. It would not surprise me if there is at least a thought process goes around the way they've sort of structured this year and structured these contracts that they're looking at possibly next year being a year where they have, you know, more cap space uh, than they had this season. So we'll see. It's going to be a, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to watch what happens as we near the summer window. All right, folks, I I think that's going to do it for this episode of United 96. Uh, Obviously, we will be back next week with a live show. You may or may not see my face for a while, but don't worry. Trust me, I'm here. I have not been replaced. Um, I have not been replaced. I have. I am. I am certainly still still alive and well and talking DC. Uh, definitely check us out rfqrefugees.com uh, slash merch if you want to buy merch. Patreon.com slash rfqrefugees if you want to donate to the show. Appreciate all the support you guys give us. It's why this show is. Uh, it keeps uh, keeps keeping on. So you guys definitely appreciate that. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Vamos.